At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We continue betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next three hours, right here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous. Las Vegas. Wes, we got a great show today. Obviously, Game 7s are taking control across the sporting world, certainly in the NBA and the NHL. Uh, so we're going to get to all of that throughout the day. We're going to have Dan uh, Zimborski. He's going to join us from Fangraphs uh, later on in this hour. Simon Gersberg in hour number two, uh, talking all things NBA. Then Ian Cameron's going to ch- join us in hour number three with those Game 7s in the NHL. So we'll get to all of those. I do want to start because whenever we start our conversations, I do like to begin on Sunday PGA Tour because mm-hmm. there's always drama. I heard a stat when I was driving in today that 17 players were within three shots of the lead. Now, I know it's the Byron Nelson. It's it's a quote-unquote easy golf course, and right now the players are absolutely lighting it up. But when you look up and see Jordan Spieth and Xander Schauffele at the top of the leaderboard, that that doesn't yeah. feel like a regular tournament. And Xander Schauffele, by the way, is still a long shot at BetMGM, 66-1. to 1. He is 22 under, 10 under par wow. on his round today, but he is playing the 18th hole. Uh, Xander Schauffele, by the way, first 23 holes, so through the fifth hole on Friday was three over par. Oh, last 48 holes, 25 under par. Holy. So you've seen him make a move. If he posts the number, the best it'll be is 23. I don't think that that's personally going to mm. be enough. Jordan Spieth also tied for the lead 22 under one of uh, many big sports stories in Dallas, Texas, by the way, Jordan Spieth, of course, playing in his home event, the AT&T Byron Nelson, Dallas born and raised still lives there in Dallas as well. So that's one story to start. And then I saw this earlier today and it kind of stunned me Dave, from the Elias sports bureau. This is the first time that you have had teams from the same city, multiple teams from the same city, play a game seven on the same day. So that being, of course, right there in Big D in Dallas. The Dallas Mavericks, of course, in Phoenix for game seven Mm -hmm. later tonight, as are the Dallas Stars. They are up at the Saddle Dome to play the Calgary Flames. So, you know, it kind of stinks for a Dallas sports viewer, though, because these these times are kind of not staggered. So you thought maybe... I would have liked to see that Dallas-Phoenix game in the afternoon and then Boston-Milwaukee there at night. But nevertheless, Boston-Milwaukee also going to be in Game 7. That is going to be starting in about a little less than 30 minutes from now. And then, of course, we have another Game 7, the Penguins and the Rangers in the Garden. Well, then let's start there with the first of the Game 7s here in the NBA because it will tip here 
uh, rather soon in Boston uh, between the Seas and the Bucks. And unlike the Mavericks and Suns series, where home court has been everything mm-hmm. in the Western Conference, right? All three games uh, won by the home team so far. So advantage Phoenix. That's why they're right now six and a half point favorites. Home court hasn't meant a whole lot in this series between Milwaukee and Boston, which I think kind of says just how evenly matched these teams are. Right. Right. And so you look at it here, Milwaukee's getting five. Uh, the total sitting at about 205. Your first blush here at this game, does five feel like it should be about the right number? Is it priced accordingly? You know, probably so. Look, this is game seven, and you're not going to get too much variation on the lines here. These are usually pretty tight and pretty razor-sharp lines. Uh, I personally am sitting on a buck series, so I'm not doing anything necessarily Mm. with this. But what is being done is the game sevens in the NBA are being bet to the under, and there's a good reason why for that. If you look, since 2003... Game seven unders 33 and 21. That's about 61%. And if they're less than 210, which both of these are 27 and 17, so a slightly better percentage. However, as I see Stephen A. Smith on the screen, and I imitate (laughs) him, however, these open a lot higher than they currently are. I think I saw Bucks and Celtics as high as 210, and I'm seeing some 204 and a halves in the market. It's 205 and a half at BetMGM. But I'm seeing as low as 204 and a half. And keep in mind, I think game one in this series was somewhere around 218. Mm -hmm. That's a huge drop. So, look, not all of this is going to be moved on necessarily money or necessarily ticket count. I think the bookmakers, they're smart enough to know that a lot of the betters, or fair share of them at least, are going to bet the unders in game seven because logic would tell you, okay, these teams are going to be afraid to make a mistake. They may slow it down and, you know, lessen the possessions and, go longer in the shot clock and whatnot. So it makes logical sense. However, you don't want to, I think, bet something that's already moved essentially five and a half or six points. So I'll be waiting for an in-game opportunity here. We've seen that also with Dallas and Phoenix, pretty much a similar number. I think this opened 210, seeing as low as 204 wow. and a half at BetMGM. So, you know, the trend, I mean, I guess the trend is your friend, and I understand why they're getting bet, but... They're not necessarily, like I was saying, getting moved by ticket count or necessarily money count. Bookmakers will move on air. And I know for for newer bettors, maybe they don't understand that concept. Bookmakers can move the number whenever they want. It doesn't mean, oh, we took this bet, so we have to move it. Nope. No, they'll they'll go ahead and move it and get out ahead of the number because they know that the sentiment, I think, is for the under. Mm -hmm. So that is why they're going to go ahead and say, well, you're probably going to bet a point and a half or two points worse of the number anyway. So why give you the good number necessarily? Look, both of these games could go under under trends or going to indicate that they are 61%, as I said, since 2003. But at this point, I, I feel I'm too late if I'm trying to bet this now in terms of the under. So this is why I would wait for an in-game scenario, maybe do some derivatives, maybe do like a first half or an in-game or wait to see the second half. But I believe Milwaukee, Boston, I think all six have gone under for the first half total. They have. And again, you can understand why in a game seven, you know, we talked about a little bit yesterday in betting across America, the game sevens in the NHL all played to the under last night Mm -hmm. in those three games. we got two more on tap today. When you just get in a Game 7 situation, whether it's NBA or NHL, everything's tighter, right? Tighter yes. possessions, everything. You're, just, you're not going to be as loose with the basketball. You're going to really value those possessions. And that normally means 
you're going to work the clock a little bit more on yeah. the shot clocks, right? A- That's the absolutely. idea of why these unders seem to come home. Absolutely. And and you mentioned NHL. Let me mention this briefly, at least. Uh, I believe first period unders now are on a 12-1 and one run. Mm-hmm. Second period overs are on an 11-2 and two run. So you kind of saw that play out a little bit yesterday. We were on the under train, got there three for three. Going to try to see if that Woo. can continue tonight. We have two game sevens. Obviously, those are being bet and juiced to the under, really both sides. But Kind of saw it, you know, lower scoring first period, yeah. maybe 0-0 or maybe only one goal. When that first goal gets scored, then it's like, okay, we got to press the action because neither team wants to make the mistake. And what's going to change how they play is if they score first or if the other team scores first. And then you see it pick up a little bit. But two of those unders got there easily. Boston, Carolina in the early game, a little bit of a sweat. Oh, Boston uh, had some shots there at the end, just couldn't get it across. So Carolina goes ahead in advance. And, of course, uh, the Leafs. The Leafs do what they do in, in game seven. I thought they were the better team in the series, but sometimes a better team in the series doesn't always win. Let's kind of like Boston, Milwaukee today. Sure. I feel like Boston's been the better team through game through six games. But as we saw at the Leafs last night, they're cleaning out their lockers this morning and Tampa Bay is moving on. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It feels like when you look at Milwaukee and Boston, the the easy synopsis is if the others give Giannis help, Mm-hmm. Boston's in big trouble, which they which they did not do on Friday night. Really, Giannis I mean, was unbelievable. it was Giannis, Drew Holiday, and a little bit of Pat Connaughton. And yep. by the way, I think that's going to be an adjustment that Bud makes. We saw it a couple games ago where he put Portis in late with Giannis to go big against the Celtics' lack of size, mm. and it's really benefited them because they've been out rebounding him pretty much the whole series. But one thing Bud was late on in Game Six, uh, Grayson Allen. I know he's at his moments, but he did not have many good moments on Friday night. I think when I was on the air with Matt Brown doing primetime action, and we were watching this in in real time. Grayson Allen, I think, was like minus 28 and 19 Ooh. minutes at one point, and they finally went to Pat Connaughton, and Connaughton gave him a little bit of scoring, but they were already two down, and yep. and then of course Jason Tatum with 46 and nine. Giannis is the best player in the world, but I think it's safe to say we can call Jason Tatum an elite guy in the NBA. He is an absolute superstar. No question about it. Uh, the the one concern I'd have for Boston a little bit, you know, in a big spot like this in Game 7 mm-hmm. after getting the sweep in their first round against Brooklyn. Experience does that's, matter. That's it. But, you know, we know that Giannis, even watching Giannis's body language after their loss in Game 6 where he was superhuman, he was kind of smiling and joking mm-hmm. in the press room. He didn't look like like this was the end of the world, and you know we got a chance to close it out. Oh, what was us? Right. No, it's like all right, on to Game Seven. We've been here. We've done this. Mm-hmm. We were down 0-2 to Phoenix last year in the NBA Finals. And came back and won the next four. So I don't think there's any concern there. The current concern would be if you're the Boston backers is 
are these this young group, and they're very, very talented, mm-hmm. and, and they show it. Are they ready for a game seven? We're going to find out because these are the moments right now. Like Giannis is now a made man in the league because of what he did last year in the finals. Are, is Boston's core ready to take that step today? And the odds makers right now say they're five points better right. than Milwaukee. We'll find out if they can get to that number. They found their stride offensively, and I think the defense has really been better uh, for the Boston Celtics. Uh, you look, last four games of the series, though, Giannis averaging 40 and 15 with 50% <laughs> shooting from the floor. So they're good. I mean, it's going to be, I think, more of the same that we saw Friday night where it's like he's going to put his head down and he's mm-hmm. going to get to the foul line shot very well, by the way, from the foul line. You know, he's not taking as many threes anymore, but – there's got to be somebody. There's got. I think Drew Holiday's been pretty consistent throughout the series, especially defensively. But there's got to be somebody. Uh, the number really hasn't budged at all. What is budging, though? We are starting to see maybe a little bit of buyback. Now, this might be a middle, middling uh, for the guys that maybe took under 210 or 209 and a half. Yeah. Because those 204 and a halves are now disappearing on the total. So now I'm seeing 20 back to 205, back to 206. Mm. So, you know, in a game usually this tight, sometimes these guys are willing to work middle, and that's a five and a half, six point middle. That's a big amount in a game like this. That is. And again, you have to, to wonder how is this game going to be officiated, right? Because that's going to really be a key here, too. Uh, are they going to let this stuff go? Mm-hmm. Giannis, you know, Marcus Smart's trying to pick up charges. You don't want to see Giannis in foul trouble, certainly if you're a Bucks backer here. But the officiating in this game will be important to figure out how that's going to be called. Very quickly, uh, the X-Man Xander Shoffley is in the clubhouse. 61 today, 23 Ooh. under par for the X-Man. I don't think that that's going to hold up. I think 24-25 is going to win. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, guy was three over par and goes 26 under in his last 49 holes. By the way, Xander Shoffley, uh, 66-1 to one at BetMGM. And KH Lee right now with a birdie to tie. Uh, Xander, excuse me, he's at 22 under, so he's one back of Shoffley, who's the clubhouse leader. But you're right running out of those holes could be a difference. When we come back and talk, well, MVPs potentially in the NBA Finals. Got to figure out who's going to get there first. Come on back. It's Betting Across America. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Back here, betting across America, alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. And earlier, or later on, we're going to have Dan uh, Zimborski is going to join us here. Uh, Zimborski, rather, is going to join us from Fangraphs, talking all things Major League Baseball. I look up, Metropolitans have regained mm-hmm. the lead against the Mariners there uh, in New York City. So uh, yesterday, a nice win for the Mets, 5-4, coming back to get that win against Seattle. And right now, they were down 4-1. They've come back and got the same lead now. Yeah, one final. Uh, we did have the early window. We're now getting that on Sundays here, I believe, 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific. That was Padres and Braves. Early start for the Padres, but didn't matter. Hmm. Four runs in the 11th. They get the win 7-3 over the Atlanta Braves. Braves still trying to find their way to around the 500 mark. Uh, did not do so today. And we're still doing uh, Ghost Runners the yes. next innings. Why? I don't. I don't. Why are we doing that, Major League Baseball? Like, I, yeah. I, I thought we're back to regular rules. I, I was hoping so. <sighs> and uh, by the way, we are underway for the uh, NASCAR race at the Kansas Speedway. Uh, Tyler Reddick is in the Bet MGM car. Oh. By the way, that is the eight car. He was on the front row, but Christopher Bell is your leader. I took him at nine to one. Also took Ross Jastain at ten to one. So uh, just underway at the Kansas Speedway. All right. So we'll keep you updated on everything going on uh, in Major League Baseball. But again. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan Zimborski is going to join us a little bit later from Fangraphs to talk more things MLB. But I, I mentioned the NBA Finals, 
And last year, it actually, you and I were having some of these conversations last summer. Mm-hmm. When the Bucks were down 0-2 and the Suns had won the first two games at home, I thought, boy, if you're still a Bucks backer, this is a perfect time to get, hop in on Giannis for MVP. And I believe at that time, down 0-2, the number was still ridiculously high right. for Giannis. So now you have to kind of gauge this before you want to make your MVP plays here for who's going to be in the finals, clearly. So when you look at some of these numbers here associated with the NBA Finals, look, the Warriors right now are the favorite at plus $1.90. The Suns are 3-1. to one. And what's interesting there is that's all predicated, obviously, in today's game because if they win today against Dallas, that number... Yeah, these is, all get adjusted right? from this standpoint, and that's why I think... Uh, look, Warriors already in the Finals, or the Western Conference Finals, right. as it were, so that's why you see Steph at plus 250, and then... Uh, the second choice on that team, that is, that, I mean, I, it's not surprising based on if you've watched the game. One. Jordan Poole, 14-1 wow. to to uh, be the NBA Finals MVP. He's the second choice, and I believe, uh, of the solicitor, Clay Thompson, 18-1. to Clay Thompson kind of refound himself a little bit there in game number six on Friday, especially late. But that's why you see the teams that have already advanced, that's already priced in uh, Jimmy Butler for Miami. Mm-hmm. Plus six fifty, bam at twenty to one. So yeah, everything's predicated on today. So if you're betting this, you're taking a little bit of a risk. It's like, okay, is my team gonna win Game Seven? Obviously, that puts a kaput if you're gonna go ahead and bet my these. Goodness. So so I'm not necessarily betting these right now. I think when you do that, you want to try to do that early in the playoffs to get the best possible prices. But nevertheless, uh, you're kind of looking at this. If you if you look, Phoenix is a six and a half point favorite. I took seven on the buy, by mm-hmm. the way, for Dallas in the late game. So, you know, Devin Booker plus five fifty. So the favorites are obviously going to be priced higher, and that's why you see Tatum high price higher than Giannis right. and 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 the other Milwaukee Bucks. So Booker and Paul, you know, like you don't even see. Uh, I think we had nine on this list. You didn't even see Luca. And look at twenty five to one. Yes. And so again, you look at it and you go, well, can you win Game Seven on the road? Mm-hmm. You've been kind of non-competitive in the first three at Phoenix. So that's a, that's a tough way to get there. By the way, the Mavs, to cut down the nets, even though they don't do that in the NBA, 20 to 1. So, again, they're plus 235 to win game seven outright today on the money line. But, boy, you know, the Luka, pro, that would be enticing. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know. Are they you know, Look, can they get by Phoenix today? If they do, then all of a sudden that number looks really good, and that's going to get shorted well, mightily. And, and, look, i got to give Dallas credit, I think, defensively. If you saw those first two games in Ugh. Phoenix, just just an absolute horror show on defense. And you could see what Phoenix wanted to do to Luka. They wanted to get him in that pick-and-roll situation, get him switched off onto Chris Paul and Devin Booker one-on-one. And, I think Dallas, though, they've done a pretty good job of hiding him, really, on defense. The defensive rating has improved throughout the series, uh, really, and you've seen you've seen this really be correlated as well. If you like the under in the game, then you tend to like the Dallas side a little right. bit more, and if you like the over, you like the Phoenix side a little bit more. So let me give those defensive rating numbers. After game one, where it was 130.1, game two, 134.4, dropped to 105.6 in game three, 108.6 in game four. Then the one in Phoenix in game five rose a little bit, 117, still not as bad as the first two games. And then 91.5 in game number six. So Phoenix, I think, does have some causes for concern here, really, when you look at the fact that the turnover numbers, and I'm just looking at this from game two on, game two, 17 turnovers. Game three, 17. Game four, 17 turnovers. Game five, 18 turnovers. Game six, 22 turnovers. And I'm just 
watching the game the other night, game number six, and J.J. Redick, I believe, was doing the commentary for ESPN on game six, and he's like, look, this is not the same Chris Paul. No. And maybe he was saying it kind of politically correct, like, you, you never really want to make a snap judgment. We don't want to necessarily be prisoner of the moment, but does Father Time catch up with you deep in the playoffs? And, well, and, and I'm just wondering because this has not been the same CP3 in the last four games, not even close. And again, you know, when you listen to guys like Shaq and Barkley and the TNT crew, and Shaq's been saying it pretty much the whole postseason, when, when Chris Paul had that historic fourth quarter against New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? Where I, I believe that game, rather, I think it was 14 of 14. Didn't yes. miss a shot, right? And, and CP3 said afterward, hey, I can still score. I just choose not to, right? <laughs> but Shaq kind of belayed that answer a little bit by saying, look, he's still great, but he can't be great every night. Yeah. And Shaq knows. Barkley knows. Those guys, Kenny, Kenny Smith, they know they've been there, done that. They know what it's like to be an aging superstar and all of a sudden not be able to have those same sea legs, if mm-hmm. you will. And it does catch up to you in the second season. Mm-hmm. And now you are going back-to-back deep into these series against New Orleans in six and now seven against Dallas. And that's why when you look at Chris Paul, 7-1 win the MVP. Not for me. Yeah, no thank you for me. Right? Uh, it, it just feels like, can Chris Paul do that? And I know it's getting priced in because it's kind of like, okay, the old guy, you know, if they win, they're going to want to vote it for him, vote for him, though. But, yeah, he's just not been playing that well. And that's one of the reasons why I am on Dallas plus seven on the bye. Home team since 2003 in terms of game seven, just outright. 34 and 16, so 68%. But when you take into account against the number, right? only 26 and 24, so only 52%. Look, what do you need? 52.4% yep. as I can get that out against <laughs> the number at the minus 110. So 52%, you're losing a little bit of money. So, you know, these home teams do get inflated. I think maybe a little bit inflated on both sides, even though I did not bet the Milwaukee Bucks that's upcoming here in about... 10 minutes or so, oh they're going to get tipped off in Beantown. But, yeah, I thought that number was a little bit high. I do agree with the assessment that Boston, I think, has been the better team as a collective mm-hmm. through six games when you take, like, a macro, wide-ranging view of the series. But still, I don't know if I want to lay that. And we're seeing a couple four-and-a-halves. I think at BetMGM it's four-and-a-half, but it is juiced to Milwaukee. So minus 115 if you want to lay that less – Half point, basically, because it's five pretty much in the market. I, I think the days of, and we actually had this conversation last summer when the Bucks were down 0-2. Could Giannis win the MVP had the Suns still won? That's how great Giannis was individually. But yet they, they made that a move point by coming back and winning the next mm-hmm. four games, and he wins the MVP in the finals. Giannis right now is 9-1. to When you look at Jason Tatum, and you get him about 6-1, to would you say, no disrespect Miami Heat, that the winner of this series is going to beat Miami. Therefore, I could play both those guys and have at least one shot, theoretically, if our theory holds, to get to the NBA Finals. And if Boston wins, it's probably going to be Tatum. And if the Bucs win, you know it's going to be Giannis. Even though Miami is the one seed, I would expect the Bucs or the Celtics, whoever wins Game 7 here in about two and a half hours from now, would be at least the small favorite in the series Mm -hmm. over the Miami Heat. I still don't think... The Miami Heat maybe probably have gotten their respect. And look, they beat a Philadelphia team that, and I think the market's going to realize that, that did not have Joel Embiid the first two games. Right. That had a very erratic bunch, you know, James Harden. For I think one game, he looked like Houston Harden. And then, you know, turned back into a pumpkin, so to speak. And even Joel Embiid said it after, you know, they were eliminated. Oh, well, in the how about game. That? He was like, you know what? 
James is more of a facilitator now. He's not, you know, more of a playmaker. He's not what he was in Houston and essentially said that. How damning yeah. were those comments without Joel Embiid trying to be, he was not no, trying to No, he wasn't trying to bury no. him. He was just saying a matter I, of fact. I think he was telling the truth. And he said it with a smile on his face. Like, hey, you know, you guys think, it's almost like you guys think this is H-Town Harden. We know it's not. Mm-hmm. That, that was really the big, biggest revelation to me. This is now James Harden, the facilitator. So, yeah, it felt like Miami, not that it was an easy path. Yeah. There, there are no easy paths anymore here to get to the NBA Finals. Kyle Lowry will find out how his health is, mm-hmm. if he's going to be able to go or not. But they were getting contributions from uh, Oladipo yes. uh, in his stead. So Miami feels like they've got a squad. And whether it's Milwaukee or Boston, that's going to be a tough series no matter what. No, I think it, and, and it's not going to be a big favorite, I don't think, whether Milwaukee but or the other Boston two will face be fair, Miami. Right? But, but I think it's going to be small. I think the Heat are going to be a small dog in that series. Totally agree. And very quickly, I look over, and Jordan Spieth has now tied the X-Man Xander Schauffele for the lead. Spieth is on the 10th yeah. hole at 23. Minus 110 right now, so we do have a small odds-on favorite at the Byron Nelson. Is Jordan Spieth back? We're going to come back in just a second, talk Game 7s in the NHL. Come on back. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. We're going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets, premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We are getting ready for Game 7 in the NBA as we're getting ready for a little pregame here in Beantown. Again, that number right now is 5 that we're seeing. But again, you mentioned a slight uptick now for maybe some buyback betters on the over. After that, it dipped as low as 204 and a half, 205. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. see how that trend continues. Yeah, the uh, closer, it looks like it is going to be pretty much five across the board. There is a four and a half, including at BetMGM. Mm-hmm. 205, 205 and a half, basically on the total as we get started in Boston. Okay. So we've got two game sevens in the NHL and something that you were very astute at yesterday in the other three. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals, Game 7s. You played all the unders, and all of those unders came home. Look, it's been trending over mm-hmm. in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but then you get to a Game 7, and it feels different than a Game 3, 4, 5, right? Where all of a sudden everybody knows this is it, to quote the great Kenny Loggins. Right. So now the blue shirts, back from the dead, down 3-1. All of a sudden, oh, 3-3 now, back home in the world's most famous arena for Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, in Madison Square. The Mecca. At <laughs> the Mecca of sports. I love that place. It is uh, it is hollowed ground, that's for sure. The energy level that I thought that, that existed yesterday in Toronto is different than what I think the energy level is going to consist of today in the Garden. And that is, I thought it was nervous energy for Toronto and their fan base. And I think this is going to be, let's kill the Penguins 
and dash their dreams and mm-hmm. shatter their hopes after they were up 3-1 energy in New York. A different kind of feel. And right now, the Rangers are a small favorite, about a minus dollar twenty-five, and the total six sits at six. Are you yeah. gonna go back to the well on the unders here? Yeah, I, I did. I played under six and a half minus a dollar twenty-five. It's pretty much six now, juice to the over. So look, if you have alternate lines, I know there are certain shops, I think BetMGM does too, where you can, you know, get that six and a half, you're obviously gonna be juice to the moon instead, because we know how these totals have been in mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup playoffs. But Interesting tonight for Pittsburgh. It seems like the Rangers have all the momentum when in the last two. And look, I think that the Rangers, they do have the home ice. They were better in the regular season. But I think if you look at the macro view of the series, Pittsburgh's been a little bit better. And now Pittsburgh going to get Sidney Crosby back. He did miss game six uh, with the head injury, but he is going to be back. And also who's going to be making his debut in the series is one Tristan Jari. Oh. It looks like he is going to be at least it has not been confirmed yet, but all the Pittsburgh beat writers basically saying because he skated yesterday and was out in the morning skate this morning that Tristan Jari, who was fabulous in the regular season, but had missed about a, the better part of the last month mm-hmm. with a broken foot. So he looks like he is going to be back in goal because remember Casey DeSmith, the second goaltender, got hurt. In game number one. So it's been Luis Domingue. That's right. And, you know, has done the best that he can, you know, ended up outlasting the Rangers in that triple overtime game. Wow. In uh, in uh, game number one. So and and Igor Shesurskin, I believe, for the Rangers had like 79 saves and still took the L. So how much did that take out of him? Because Shesturskin has not been great in goal, but it's really been his defense that has let him down. They just they have not been stopping the the Penguins and you know the odd man rushes and you know even in the five on five. So the line has been adjusted now that Sid is back. So this is essentially a coin flip game. I personally for the series before the series started, I laid one ten on the Rangers. So if I was going to do anything, I'm not going to double up necessarily on the Rangers. I would be leaning Pittsburgh here, especially if I can get one ten or better on this side. But you look, Pittsburgh, the power play without Sid on the ice, they were 0 of 6 in the last two games, and wow. the Rangers were 3 of 6, and that was pretty much your hockey games in both of those spots. So this is, God, this is such a coin flip <laughs> game, really, because, uh, you know, Pittsburgh uh, 6 and 0 all time on the road in game seven. So this is the team that's obviously been there, done that. The Rangers have not won a playoff series since 2017. So. You know, step up here for the blue shirts in terms of uh, they're kind of a little wet behind the ears when it comes to uh, this type of experience. You go back to the regular season, they were three and one against Pittsburgh, beat them 11 to four combined in three games. But now that Sid is back, I think you've seen the line kind of adjust. Mm -hmm. The odds makers basically adjusted before the betters could go ahead and do it. But I am going to be on the under here. I'm going to keep riding this, uh, you know. So I'm like, oh, I'm all confident beating my Jets 3-0 and yesterday, and then they go 0-2 tonight. Uh, that's just kind of like the typical thing for betting. But I do st- I do still like the under here in this spot. I just think this is going to be tight. You're getting Sid back on the ice. If you go with Tristan Jerry, who has not played a game yet this series, mm-hmm. you know that the defense for Pittsburgh has to absolutely step up. And they've got to pay the price. And that's what they call when you block shots, when, you know, you leave yourself vulnerable and you're leaning forward, you may take a puck in the face, mm. take one in the head. You know, that's why they have those upper body, lower body that's, injuries, they what tell they're you. called. They don't want to necessarily specify that. That means you got hit in the puck and probably a pretty difficult place. So 
you know, that's what the defense is going to have to do for Pittsburgh and really what the Rangers are going to have to do. And they haven't done that all series, kind of have let Igor down in net. You know, it's interesting because you, the, the Avs are just sitting back watching what's going on in the West and certainly uh, from afar what's going on in the East with all these Game 7s. They're still a 2-1 to one favorite mm-hmm. to uh, hoist or Stanley's Cup at the end of this thing. Uh, the Lightning now 6-1 to one after getting by Toronto. Uh, these two teams here, Penns are the longest shot uh, besides Dallas, Dallas is forty to one. We'll get to them in a second. Pens are twenty five to one, and you look at the blue shirts; they're eighteen to one uh, to win this thing. Either one of these teams, would you trust going forward? Do you think you know what they're going to be exhausted, not just physically but mentally? Too? I don't know if they have enough. Uh, we already have one series set in the East, by the way. That is the Battle of the Sunshine State, the uh, the uh, Florida Panthers, yep. and also the Tampa Bay Lightning, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, who closed out the Bruins in Game Seven yesterday are awaiting the winner of this one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I could really get there. I, I mean, maybe the Penguins, mm. perhaps, because, you know, this is experience, been there, done that. But are they now kind of showing the signs of age? And by the way, uh, this was reported, uh, Sidney Crosby was not diagnosed with a concussion. There was initial concern. So that's why it's out of game that, six. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's why he is back here. So that's obviously been accounted for. But, you know, the Rangers, uh, is this finally their time? Is this like a changing of the guard game? Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, uh, Sidney Crosby, I think, has gotten a bad rap, maybe just from some other fan bases that don't like him because he's so damn good. Right. Uh, but, like, if he didn't play in game six because, and it was not a concussion, yeah. I am curious what it was. Clearly, he yeah. was not right after no, he No, he, he wasn't. Sidney Crosby is a lot tougher than oh I think goodness. he's given credit right? for. Absolutely. Because I think when stars, you know, they're kind of seen as, oh, they're not tough guys or whatever. They are very tough. Evidence of that last night was Connor McDavid no in the Edmonton Oilers-LA Kings game. By the way, the Oilers closed that out in Game 7, where McDavid just wasn't going to be denied no. to get that late goal to put them up 2 nothing and pretty much, you know, and seal the fate of the LA Kings. So sometimes the Stars, they don't see them as tough, but they certainly are. So Edmonton got it done on home ice last night. Calgary's going to try to do it again north of the border here, uh, although Toronto was the only one that couldn't get it done in Game 7s here in Canada. And right now, they're a big favorite to do so against Dallas. I mentioned Dallas is the longest long shot on the board of 40-1 to to still win Lord Stanley's Cup. Uh, Calgary now, pressure on them at mm-hmm. home because Edmonton, it was oh, absolutely. tight. It was tight on Edmonton, but they did get by the Kings. Look, you'll take anything at this stage. It doesn't have to be pretty. Just get it done. Yeah, Calgary, uh, a lot of people talk about the Leafs, but Calgary's had their own struggles, and we'll talk about that with Ian Cameron yep. later on in the program. Chris Tanev, uh, Flames defender, not likely to go here in Game 7. I think that is absolutely a loss for Calgary. But if you want to look, we've talked about everything seemed to be over the one real under series has been this one, Stars yeah. Flames, four and two to the under, and those two that went over were late empty net goals in the final minute slash final seconds for the Dallas Stars. So, look, Flames, 96-shot attempt differential in five-on-five through five six games. So, And more high-danger chances, I believe 15 more than the Stars. So the Stars, look, that's kind of how they have to play. They have to play a low-scoring game because uh, they are pretty deficient offensively, and uh, Calgary certainly has dominated – a little bit more of the action, but uh, I, you know, I'm not going to bet the side. I'm going to bet the under. Boy, you got to pay a lot of juice though to get that under five and a half. I paid a dollar thirty-five. Now seeing a dollar forty-five, but man, I just can't see this being anything other no. than a two-one or a three-to-two game. To be honest with and you. And how about this? Seeing some fives, some old-fashioned fives pop up as well. So this is the one of the lowest totals you've seen so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, we'll have more hockey talk. They're getting ready 
for Game 7 in Boston between the Celtics and the Bucks. But when we come back, we're going to have Dan Zimborski join us here uh, from Fangraphs to talk all things Major League Baseball, see what he likes today, maybe some trends out there early. Come on back, betting across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits. Like free bets and risk-free tokens, planning a trip to Vegas, come on out and convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is Sports Betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLE. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. We are underway in Beantown. And early on, looking good for the roadies. Bucks up 6-3. I was just kind of chuckling there because uh, Giannis uh, with a bucket to make it 6-3. to just bowled right over Grant Williams. He was trying to draw that charge. You're not getting that call today, bud. And here They're goes. not going to call charges on Giannis here in Game 7. Uh, albeit, uh, they may have uh, actually, no, Giannis is going to get that call. As they're showing the Celtics fans in absolute disbelief. Uh, look, when you're the best player in the world, the stars get the call uh, as they're showing this replay here. He just wow. bowled over Grant Williams. No and call. no call there. Grant Williams apoplectic. So again, look, we mentioned James Harden can't get to the rack. Giannis gets... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare it's there he's gonna mm-hmm. get there whether he's or not gonna put able... his head down and just go for broke we'll like see he did how last this night. is gonna be officiated it's so far good for the bucks are up six three Giannis going to shoot two. Let's bring in Dan Zimborski from Fangraphs to talk all things Major League Baseball. Uh, Dan, great to have you on the program today. I wonder before we get to some of these individual games today that are already underway and certainly some that are getting ready to, are there any trends? We, we talked so much about the unders early in the season, and now we kind of felt like this would happen, that the weather, it's getting warmer, that you would see the, the numbers start to adjust a little bit. Is it just that? 
Or do you think it's actually something with the baseball? Because I know some people are theorizing that maybe they had a lighter ball to the beginning of the year, and now they're maybe getting a more consistent baseball. It's always hard to tell because baseball is so opaque with their equipment <laughs> more than any other sport. It's like it's some dark, you know, World War II secret that they can't release to the public. Nobody <laughs> can know what balls we're using. Even the teams themselves can't know. Uh, I, I do think there is something different this year. Uh, yes, April tends to be the, the, the lowest scoring month than it was this year, but it was also considerably lower scoring than last year. And of course, Remember, compared to last year, this is post-sticky uh, crackdown. Last last year's April was before it instead mm-hmm. of after. So I do think that offense is going to stay down. And if you just count on everything bouncing back, I, I'd be very worried about that right now. Uh, I don't think that's likely, but, you know, MLB might pull a rabbit out of their hat, which by which I mean another baseball. Uh, <laughs> so you have to kind of wait and see on that one, I think, unfortunately. Dan, one of the surprise teams early this year, at least so far, are the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, mm-hmm. 23 and 13. And uh, they're going to go here just momentarily in Oakland, try to take three or four from the A's at the OCO. Pat Sandoval on the mound today. And one of the things I do, I use your side at fan graphs and I do some comparisons. I think a lot of betters look at the ERA first when they should be looking at the XFIP and the fielding independent pitching. So Sandoval, 203 on the ERA, but 376 on the XFIP. What do you make of the Angels' start so far, and do you think they have the pitching to remain a contender throughout the late summer, early into the fall? The fundamental problem for the Angels has been that they start off every season with, you know, the best player in baseball in Mike Trout. They have last year's MVP, and then they always they can't seem to build a 78-win team around these guys. All of a sudden this year, you see that secondary talent uh, breaking out. Taylor Ward, I mean, I know people are right. like, who's Taylor Ward? But he's playing so well, and he's showing such good play discipline that his improvement, even though he's probably not going to end the season better than Trout, his improvement has to be taken very seriously. And adding new weapons to the Angels is crucial. Uh, look at their pitching. I still think that the rotation is likely to be a, a weak spot for them. Uh, but from a divisional standpoint, they're banking so many wins and with that extra wild card spot, it's looking harder and harder that even if they have significant regression, that they are very likely to make the playoffs at this point. I know it's early, but you know, those, those games that you get in April, they still count in September. Uh, I'm, I'm, I do think the rotation will be good. I just don't think it's going to stay quite at the level it's been. Talking all things MLB with Dan Zimborski. You can also check him tonight on the run line here on VEASAN from 8 to 10 Eastern time here from Fangraphs. Dan, uh, let's stay on some of those uh, teams that maybe are a surprise. The the Twins, I look up, and my goodness, they're still in the lead here in the Central, albeit uh, just a two-game lead over the Guardians. And here come the White Sox a little bit now. If you're one of those future players here, the the Sox right now, 16 and 16, they are losing currently to the Yankees, so they might slip back below 500. Is it still clear to you that the White Sox are the, the, the class of this division and that at the end, when we get to September, they'll be where we think? Or do you think this is going to be more competitive than people thought early on? I think it's. I think they're not going to run away with the division at this point unless something really unfortunate happens to uh, both Cleveland and Minnesota. Uh, I love the Twins start. I am worried because Chris Paddock, who was pretty solid, he has a FIP under two uh, with the Twins. Now he's pretty much gone at this point, so mm-hmm. they're not getting him back. Uh you still have Joe Ryan pitching very well. And I think that he is for real, generally speaking, maybe not ace level, but I am concerned about the twins rotation and the white Sox. They've had their own injuries. They're getting some of these guys back. Uh, 
they have had some, you know, inconsistent starting pitching compared to uh, what they like to have. But I don't think that in, in two months, Vince Velasquez will still be starting for them. So I think that what's wrong with the White Sox should largely clear itself up. Uh, Grandal's not going to finish the season with a 500 OPS. <laughs> uh, AJ Pollock is, he might not be healthy, but he will probably hit better than he has now. I think the White Sox are still the best team, but it's no guarantee that they're going to win the division by any by any means. Sox, by the way, right now down three to nothing. The Yankees, bottom of the seventh, <laughs> though. Another good outing for Nestor Cortez has been kind of a revelation for the Yankees this year. One team I know you said, uh, Dan, that you were concerned maybe a little bit about the Twins long term. Probably not a lot of concern long term for the Dodgers, but nevertheless, Whoa. they've been beat up by the Phillies the last three days and uh, really been beat up by Bryce Harper. Three huh. home runs, eight extra base hits, eight RBIs in three games. Trying to go for the sweep today. It is Aaron Nola on the bump. Rough start last time for Nola, Dan, but I kind of look at his peripherals and I like what I see. 383 ERA, but only a 264 on the XFIP. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Nola. He's the guy you want to have in the game right now. Uh, the Dodgers bullpen is, has had some meltdowns in recent days. Uh, but, you know, I'm from Baltimore, so I don't <laughs> I don't feel too much sympathy for the Dodgers having a slump and still being in first place. I'm a Reds fan, so I, I, I don't feel sorry for these teams either, Dan. Well, I'm a Mets fan. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop there, Dan. So I know it's going to be a long season for the New Yorkers. Hey, very quickly, you know, Seattle is one of those chic teams that, that a lot of people picked. Uh, to make a run in the West. And so far, four games under 500, seven games back of H-Town and the Angels. What's going on with Seattle? They're winning today in New York against the Metropolitans. Is this a team that maybe they might flip the script a little bit when they get closer to the second half? I'm certainly hopeful. The question is, uh, where does the pitching go from here? Because Robbie Ray has not been anywhere near as sharp as he was last year. Chris Flexen, uh, I don't want to say hitters have figured him out, but he's clearly not quite on the same level as 2021. Uh, I, I love Logan Gilbert. I think he's, he's fine in the rotation. And I think people better, if they're, if they're still sitting on Julio Rodriguez, they, they better stop soon because since his first poor week in the, in the majors, he's been killing the ball. He had 114 mile per hour home run just about 20 minutes ago, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I think that the Mariners will be fine, but you, the problem is you look at the division there's seven games behind the Angels. There's seven games behind the Astros. And I didn't think they were seven games better than either of those teams entering the season. Uh, now, of course, you don't have a full season to catch up. You only have 130-ish games to catch up. So I would be concerned. Uh, I don't think the Mariners feel are likely to go all in and make massive trades to try to uh, retool the team very quickly. But I, I do think that they will make additions if they still have these struggles. Kelnick's been demoted. Uh, they're not, they're in a position now where they're not going to wait forever for players to kind of turn things around. Got about a minute to go here, Dan, very quickly, kind of to the same milk here. Let me ask you about Toronto. Cause that was the other pick that everybody loved. They're two games over 500, but six and a half back of the Yankees and the Yankees. Everybody went, well, they really didn't make a whole lot of moves in the off season, but the guys that maybe had down years last year are having up years this year. Is this going to be a three team race with uh, t Tampa in there as well uh, at the end of the year? I'm still fairly confident about the Blue Jays. I like their pitching. I, I love Gosman, uh, again, from Baltimore, so I kind of have a bias towards Gosman. And I think some of the bats who haven't really contributed yet should in the near future. Uh, I, I, I think you're going to see a better rest of the season from Bichette, from Matt Chapman. Uh, I, I, I still think the Blue Jays will be in the thick of it. Okay, and they're, they're, I do too. I think a, a little bit of concern early on here, but 
they'll get those bats going, and they do have pitching, that's for sure. Uh, hey, Dan, really appreciate the conversation. Again, check them out on the run line tonight uh, here, 8 to 10 Eastern on Visa, and enjoy the rest of your day of your Sunday slate of Major League Baseball. Uh, very quickly, it is 17-11 Milwaukee, five minutes to go in the first. Wes, I'll get your thoughts on what we've seen so far and maybe some in-game possibilities when you come back with us right here. Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.